super fans will spend money on you, but you you can't make a super fan by releasing music on Spotify. It just won't happen. And you're, and you're not going to make a super fan by releasing music through iTunes and Amazon. I mean, you, you don't even know who's buying your music from iTunes or Amazon. You have no way of knowing. Welcome to Tim Talks, the podcast helping the independent musician online. If you're looking to build your web presence, expand your reach, grow your email list, and sell more of your music on the internet, then this is the podcast for you. With short and actionable episodes every Monday and Thursday, Tim Talks is all about demystifying social media, digital marketing, and all things online business for indie artists. Let's dive in. For this month's giveaway on Tim Talks, I'm really excited to be doing a drawing for an M-Audio Axiom. If you're wanting to have a rock-solid controller for your studio, or even when you play live, check out freemusicgift.com and find out how you can win this keyboard in our April drawing. You'll have to hurry because the drawing is only open for three weeks, so head on over to freemusicgift.com. You can even increase your chances of winning by sharing with a friend. Find out more again at freemusicgift.com. When was the last time that you sold 25,000 copies of your album? 25,000 copies. When was the last time you sold that many records? Seriously. Um, how about 15,000? Let's just go down a little bit. What about 10? What about five? When was the last time you sold 5,000 copies of your album? I mean, many artists, you're probably listening to this going, gosh, 5,000. I'd be ecstatic to sell that many records this year. And, and when I say sell, I'm talking about selling. I'm, 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 that's, what, that's exactly what I mean. When did you sell that many? Not not uh, giving away. Don't count that. Um, the truth is, guys, the music business has changed. Everyone knows it. To reach these numbers, you would need to throw yourself into the full-time life of, of what Derek Webb calls the modern-day blue-collar musician. Um, it's actually pretty cool that there are people who reach these numbers, 25,000, 50,000, and more. They, they reach them pretty easily from good old sweat equity. Um, but that's the reality. These guys work really, really hard, really hard. Um, indie artists that achieve these numbers in their music career are brilliant at the following things. They give themselves to always learning about the tumultuous, changing, ever-changing music industry. So they understand the way the music business works. Um, they tour constantly. They're on the road all the time. They're, they're traveling and playing live shows. They work around the clock. They relentlessly sell themselves and know very well about what it means to, uh, quote-unquote, pound the pavement, right? They represent a new category of artists that have been dubbed working-class musicians. Um, as I just said, the blue-collar musician. They work hard. I have the utmost respect for these guys. I really, really do. But you might be shocked by my next statement right here. I think most of that work is based on an old music business model. I believe that most artists are still playing according to the old rules that have been set by the music industry of the 20th century. You know, they're they long records, long play albums, singles, EPs, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, touring, radio, press releases, publicity. What were the main reasons for the change um, of the music industry in the last 15 years? I want you to think about this for a minute. What were the main reasons for that change? I, th I think, personally, I believe there are two reasons. Reason number one is that uh, music production got really cheap. So music production is cheaper than ever. I mean, you can produce high-quality recordings these days for a fraction of what it used to cost. And because of 
things like GarageBand, artists all over the world, they ended up discovering that their ability to self-produce a record, to make something on their own independently um, is in there. It's, it, it's, it was kind of lying dormant before they discovered these tools that made it easier for them to do it. And um, studios, because of this, studios have had to close their doors. A lot of studios have gone out of business in the last 20 years. Uh, technology has only improved, right? Faster and faster, it continues to improve, making it easier for guys like you, gals, gals like you, indie artists, musicians, um, making it easier for them to have opportunities to achieve professionally recorded and produced music. Uh, but this wasn't just in the uh, DIY indie world. It, it hit everybody. Majors, indies, and beginners alike found the cost of production going down, the cost of uh, producing this music going down. And what happened as a result? The cost of music went down too, as far as people paying for it. Um, the music was in a bubble. Uh, brick and mortar places that would sell CDs and records for like $20. Um, people tend to think that Napster and file sharing drove the price of music down um, in the internet, which is partly true, but music sales were already in an artificial bubble before all that happened. Uh, and that's the main reason prices dropped. The, the, the cost of production went down and the, the bubble burst. Uh, but the cost of production going down wasn't the only reason. It was also reason number two, the internet. The internet. This is where things really got exciting for everyone. Suddenly, what was once only reserved for major label artists became possible for anyone and everyone. And what was that thing? Distribution, right? Distribution to where? Anywhere and everywhere. In 98, 1998, there was a little company that literally changed the game for artists all over the world. Do you know who that little company was? It literally changed the game for companies all over the world. It seems like Woodstock, New York has always had a knack for changing up things in music, right? Woodstock, this is where um, CD Baby was founded by Derek Sivers. And uh, just before he grew the company and eventually he sold it to disc makers for $22 million. The company today has uh, recent stats of having paid out an impressive $250 million to their artists. The thing that's crazy is that these guys, CD Baby, they have 300,000 artists on their roster right now. 300,000 artists on their roster. So, so wait a second. I want you to think about that number, 300,000. Now, some of those artists are definitely um, making a modest living as indie musicians. They are among the group of people that I just described, the, the blue-collar uh, working-class musicians of our time. But just a quick look at the math means that on average, their artists have made each, um, since CD Baby started, their artists have each made $833 over 17, 17 years, okay? Don't get me wrong, guys. CD Baby's awesome. I love CD Baby. I love what they do, and they are definitely on the indie artist side, so this is in no way meant to knock what in, uh, CD Baby is doing, but these numbers aren't encouraging for indie artists. Uh, don't worry. My, my uh, podcast episode today is going to get very positive. Don't worry. But, but not before I share some more depressing numbers for us DIY musicians. All right. I want you to think about this number right here. 0.70. 70 cents. 70 cents. 70 cents is what you make on a 99 cent download um, 
from iTunes. Uh, now think about that for a minute. You make iTunes takes um, basically a thirty percent cut there, and um, and then you you walk away from one song being downloaded. If you charge if you charge ninety nine cents, uh, seventy cents around around about that. Here's another number. Um, point zero zero. Zero point zero 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 three zeros two nine point zero 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 two nine. What is that? Um, I mean, it might as well be zero. <laughs> but in a recent study that was done, um, a fan would have to stream your songs on Spotify over four million times per month just to make you a minimum wage. That's how much money you make from one stream on Spotify. Point zero 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 two nine. Um, that's the equivalent of selling 143 CDs at $10 every month on your own. So let's just uh, look at, let's just focus on these numbers. Let's assume that we sell 5,000 copies of our record this year. Okay, let's assume that. Uh, we'll, we'll actually be a little bit more generous. Let's say you do the 5,000 physical copies and the 5,000 digital downloads of your album. Okay, let's assume that. That's going to be 49.9 plus. 35000 which brings us to about $85,000 a year, okay? That's just on the, the, the gross revenue from your record sales. 85000 minus about 4000 you, You'll probably spend around $4,000, including the shipping on your 5,000 units, uh, the physical units. Uh, it won't cost you anything to distribute the, dis- the digital. Well, it will a little bit at TuneCore or whoever you use. Uh, so that's negligible though, compared to these numbers. Um, you might spend around another 5k on the production if you're doing it yourself. And you know, if you don't have the gear and you're starting out with just with, without any gear and you want to re-record it and produce it yourself, you'll spend another 5k that's on, you know, your computer. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's not very much, but yeah, we'll just, we'll just say five, 5,000. That leaves us at about 76,000. Not too bad for the, um, for the live shows that you do, you'd have to probably, if you're averaging, let's say there's a 200 for this, these numbers, 250 people at a show at, that you play, that's, that'd be a good healthy amount, right? For uh, maybe a club or something like that. And you're selling to, you know, maybe 10% of those people actually go to your merge table and pick up some CDs. Um, and that's 25 CDs per show. You'd have to play about 200 shows to sell 5,000 physical copies on average. And every one of those shows would have to have 250 people. Um, so then these numbers are actually quite possible for an established artist. And when it comes to doing two, 200 shows a year, that's quite a lot. And uh, there, there are expenses there with the travel, your food, your lodging, your gas. Um, if you're on your own um, and not paying anyone as far as musicians go, uh, that's, that's good. But that's a long, that's a that, that's a lot of work. Two hundred shows. I mean, if you want to do, let's say, a hundred shows, you'd have to just, you know, do everything twice. So you'd have to sell 50, 50 uh, records at every one of those shows. I'm going somewhere with this. Don't worry. But that's if you have it all dialed in like perfectly. If you've been touring for a while and you know how to keep your costs down, um, that's that's good. But the reality is, is that. Um, if you're not used to touring, it can be very expensive, and you have to know you have to know what you're doing very well. Um, there's actually a a great guest post uh, by a guy named Richard Lee Jackson. That's what it says here. He's um, part of the band E Nation, and um, he wrote a guest post over at the CD CD Baby blog, the DIY Musician blog. 
He starts out by saying, Touring is expensive. My band, E-Nation, has at times lost thousands of dollars doing it all the wrong ways. I have talked with other musicians who have had the same problems, working months to get on the road only to be met with a lot of debt at the end of the tour. You've probably made some amazing memories and had a lot of fun, but if touring becomes a consistent financial drain, then chances are you won't be able to sustain it. Uh, I'll let you read the article. I actually uh, have a link in our show notes today for this, and um, it's pretty insightful. But um, yeah, let's just assume you're great at touring, okay? So we're still on the, uh, you're great at touring thing here. You've got it all dialed in. So for the lodging, if you know you're doing 100 shows, let's assume you're doing 100 nights, um, right, give or take, and you're paying cheap hotel um, lodging for that, 50 bucks, there's $5,000 right there. Maybe you're um, eating you're eating cheap. Uh, let's say you're spending 20 bucks a day on the road and you're out for 100 days, so that's going to be 2,000, right? 2,000 for your food. And let's say on average, uh, because you're because you're touring the college markets um, in a particular, let's say the East Coast, um, you're you've probably you're logging at least ten thousand miles. Um, let's just say that. And gas is cheap. Let's say it's cheap. It's two dollars a gallon, and you're touring in your, <laughs> I don't know, you're maybe traveling in a little Honda Civic that gets uh, thirty miles to the gallon, or a Prius or something like that. I don't know, and it holds 15 gallons of gas per, uh, well, 15 gallons of gas in its tank. So $30 uh, in your tank gets you about 450 miles. So I think for the 10,000 miles, that's between $600 and $700 uh, for, for that. So that's that's not that's not bad. Gas, gas can be cheap, plus you get to write that off 50 cents a gallon, or I'm sorry, 50 cents a mile. But um, let's say you actually, with all of these things, wrap in your uh, costs of touring and costs of travel into a bill that you charge each venue, right? Okay, so you're playing 100 venues and you charge um, a bill of 100 bucks. That's a cheap, cheap bill. So um, that, that, would be, that would be good. But let's just say 100, okay? 100 bucks you make per show. That's $10,000 that you would make from your show. That covers your expenses of seven seven thousand six hundred sixty dollars um, I had this all written down by the way um, so don't think I'm don't be too impressed I'm not doing this all off the top of my head um, you've got seven thousand uh, over seventy six hundred dollars worth of expenses but you're getting paid a hundred dollars per show ten thousand that means that after uh, you get paid your ten thousand and you pay for your expenses your total expenses you make twenty three hundred and forty dollars. So you've pocketed a little bit of extra cash there. That's not too bad. Okay, so you're on the road and your expenses are paid for. That's nice. That's sweet. All of all of your expenses are paid for. Can you imagine? That'd be great. So now we're back up around $78,000 that you've made that year from your um, your touring, your 100 shows. Um, that's not too bad. So we're still definitely profiting here from 100 shows uh, selling... 50 units per show and making $100 on top of that from the bill that you charge per show. Or maybe it's tips or something like that. You try to have a guarantee. Uh, you do a cover charge at the door or whatever. I don't know. Um, so where are we? We're at about $78,000 after all that's said and done. That's that's not a bad annual salary. And we haven't even counted uh, things like merchandise sales. If you are having t-shirts or other types of merch at a merch table, 
let's say you sell 10 shirts per show. 10 shirts per show out of those two, out of those 250 people. 10 people buy. And you sell the shirts for $15. And you have 100 shows. That's $15,000. But but you still have to count the uh, 3 or $4 per shirt. So uh, 1,500 shirts. You should uh, knock off 4,500 from that 15, which brings you down to $10,500. So now we're almost up to $90,000 a year. That's Hey, that's looking that's looking pretty good, right? Um, guys, you can't do this by yourself. Um, you you would obviously have a, a really good system dialed in for how you um, have some help. So you might have an outsourced um, assistant or someone that that helps you manage a few parts of your career. And let's just say you get a really good deal and you pay uh, someone. $12,000 that year to help um, you. And they, they, you know, maybe they run a business managing artists. So that's 12,000. And that puts you down a little bit lower at 78, back down around the 70s. Okay, now, well, we haven't talked about Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam's got to take his share um, as a self-employed indie artist. You um, are required to pay both portions of the um, the social security side of things uh, called SE tax. So um, you're paying 15% as an employee and 15% as an employer. So that's 30%. So 30% of 78,000 is 23,400. Um, that's what the calculator says. Okay. And that brings you down to $54,000. Okay. So let's just, let's just stop right there because I'm getting wiped out. I can't take this. I can't take these numbers anymore. $54,600. You were on the road a hundred times this year and um, you did a lot of work and you are officially in the category of the working class musician. You are a blue collar musician. You sweated it out. You worked your tail off to make this $50,000, 54000 and some change. Well done. I'm going to applaud you. So let's just say you did that on five 5,000 records sold and 100 gigs, which is actually so doable. This is what this is. So I've just explained to you what a lot of artists are doing these days, but they are really, really, really good at it. And it takes a while to get there. So here's the sad part, guys. The fact that I just did all that, I mean, it was just a bunch of numbers. That's really what it was. Um, the thing is, there's this thing called reality. And when it begins to set in, there are unexpected things that happen. Your van breaks down. Your car breaks down. You have to fly. The travel is so much more than just gas. You will need to do laundry, right? Because you don't want to smell on the road. Um, you're going to want to clean your clothes or buy new clothes or something. Um, you're, you're probably, especially as you're getting started, you're going to play some shows that that uh, you walk away from and you don't. You haven't made any money. That's the reality. Um, this is the life of the blue-collar musician. This is the life of someone who uh, works really hard. They pay a lot of dues in the beginning and they get to this place. This place doesn't just show up. It doesn't just happen to where they make this 54K um, overnight. It takes a while because the reality is, is uh, playing at 100 venues that year and getting 250 people per show and um, selling 50 units, a uh, 20% conversion rate. I mean, you're, you're going to have to have an audience and um, keep in mind also that that we uh, factored in the digital download. So you got some web traffic going on and people are downloading um, your record from iTunes. 
this is this is all based on 10,000 actually, 10,000 units sold, 5,000 physical, 5,000 digital. Uh, underneath all this, there's the whole thing of music promotion and marketing that we haven't touched on that this blue collar artist would have to be very good at as well uh, concerning things like radio and publicity and media and, and press. And so there are costs related to that. But um, let's just say that you dial it in perfectly and that's what you did. You made 54K. Okay. Now, let me ask you this question. And then we're going to wrap this episode up because gosh, have I gone long. I'm looking at the clock, but let me ask you this question. Let's say you're remarkable. Remarkable. Like we talked about the last episode, you're that purple music cow, okay? You're remarkable. You've got something amazing. What if you were able to build an audience uh, of the same size, 25,000 people, that's, that's the 250 people per show. What if you're able to build an audience of the same exact size, 25,000 people in your audience? You have 25,000 email addresses on your email list. Think about that for a second. 25,000 people on your email list, all right? And uh, you, you have the same conversion rate, quote unquote, the uh, 20%, which is actually very generous. Let's just, let's just keep the same numbers, but, but in a different sense. And you, you keep more of your money because you do it through your... Uh, sales funnel, your fan funnel on your website. You've got an audience um, that is a real audience online. You still tour um, and you sell higher priced items at your merch table, but you maybe tour 25 shows, 50 shows a year instead of 100. You know what? Actually, just scratch the touring part. Let's just let's just say that's just gravy if you do if you decide to do that. Uh, back to the online thing. Same same audience, 25,000 people, and um, you do the 5,000 uh, units sold. I'm, I'm sorry, 10,000 units sold. That's actually, uh, wow, that's a very, very high percentage. We talked about 10,000 sales. Uh, let's go back to five on the online experience. Okay. 5,000, 5,000 sales. But online, you, you, you actually put a premium on some things and you have more than just uh, a 10 song record that you're selling for 10 bucks. And you have a private membership um, thing, or you have a Patreon campaign or something like that. And the average fan, super fan, we'll call them a super fan, they spend 50, 50 bucks every year on you, $50. And if you think about it, that's not too, that's not too uh, far-fetched if they buy a t-shirt and some music and some other things, okay? And some like tickets to a Stage It concert, a virtual concert on Stage It. Okay, 50 bucks. 50 times 5,000. And if you're keeping that, that's $250,000. You haven't toured. You haven't spent your, um, you know, seven thousand dollars on total expenses. You haven't spent your uh, nine thousand dollars. I'm sorry, four thousand dollars on uh, getting the physical units printed up. You did spend five thousand on getting your record produced, I guess. But um, yeah, after your after your taxes and your expenses and everything are all paid, uh, you're walking away with 168, a little over 168 thousand um, dollars from the digital stuff. If you have some super fans and it's the same, the same sales, the same numbers, the same audience, we'll say. Oh, I forgot. Uh, you pay an assistant too, don't you? What was that? 12,000 a year. So we're looking at, um, 156,000. Okay. Quite a lot. That's three times as much as you did in the old school way. Now, 
I'm not pretending to, to, to think at all that it's less work to do it the new way. It's still, a, but it's a different kind of work. You're, you're at home and you're building up an audience online and you're becoming an, an expert at getting traffic to your site and building an email list and, um, and becoming a great digital marketer. And, and there is a ton of work that goes into that. But the payoff is a little bit different and <laughs> a lot different, three times as much. And it's more scalable because the reality is, is once you get up to those numbers online, it can become a, a bell curve thing where it's just like compounding and a snowball effect. And, and once you reach a, a certain level online on the internet, uh, in terms of numbers like that, it directly affects your offline stuff. And it really feeds on it in a, in a really exciting way. And so you can begin to build a real, a real career and break out of uh, the blue collar, sweat equity, you know, get paid 100 bucks a show kind of mentality being gone from home. I mean, if you're a person that has a family, you've got some kids, um, even if you don't have kids and you have a wife, I mean, even if you're single and you're just on the road all the time, that can become a little bit wearisome. Talk to, just talk to anyone who's done it. They'll tell you. Um, and, and then again, these numbers, all of these numbers on, on either side are purely hypothetical. They don't factor in things that we didn't, we we were very nice to ourselves here. We didn't factor in the reality of unexpected expenses and, and other things. But let me just, uh, come full circle and and we're going to wrap up this episode because we've gone long. Um, okay. Here's the thing. You have to think beyond just the regular release thing record and release record and release that's that's the old that's that's a that's a limited way because the things we we didn't consider um, i kind of threw out the number a minute ago or a few minutes ago spotify you know the the reality of streaming digital streaming for music with this new thing with title if you don't know about title yet that you're you're going to at some point um all of these things youtube um people aren't really going to record stores anymore they're not downloading music from itunes as much as they used to even at the same time, they are spending more money um, if, if, if they are super fans. They will, they will buy a special limited edition LP that you print, a, a vinyl record, and a couple of t-shirts, and a, um, a special high-priced ticket to stage it that's only um, available to like 100 people online or something like that. Super fans will spend money on you, but you, you can't make a super fan by releasing music on Spotify. It just won't happen. And you're, and you're not going to make a super fan by releasing music through iTunes and Amazon. I mean, you, you don't even know who's buying your music from iTunes or Amazon. You have no way of knowing. So, um, in the next few episodes, um, because I've gone so long here, I'm, uh, we're, we're, there's so much to cover. In the next few episodes, we're going to talk about developing a fan funnel, I call it. A sales funnel, essentially. But it's a fan funnel for you. We're going to talk about your lead magnet, autoresponders, building a relationship through email marketing, um, sales pages, holding on to your 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 sales, your your money from your from your record sales, um, hooking up a shopping cart, a payment gateway, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then doing launch cycles and being more creative with how you promote launch and release uh, new new albums and new music and new ventures as a musician as an artist because because for me. If I have to pick between the two, 
if I have to pick between the two, I'm going to pick the 150,000 over the 50,000. I, I and, and I'm staying home. I'm staying home with my my two year old. I'm staying home with my with my six month old and my, and and my wife, my lovely beautiful bride Katie. I'm staying home with my family. And and this is what's possible in this day and age. And you can still play. I'm not saying you don't go out and play shows, but um, it's a new time. So I'm going to let you go. Um, I've been talking a long while here, threw out a lot of numbers. Our show notes today, um, your action item for today is just to go and print out the show notes. I have these show notes in a PDF form that you can actually download. And I want to give that to you so you can head over there. The show notes are theindependentmusician.com forward slash 16 forward slash 16. And I want to give you, um, we're still in the middle of this drawing. It's um, at the time of this podcast, it's April the 13th. We've got two more. Let's see. No, we don't. We've got one, two, three, four, four more episodes before the closing of the, yeah, before the drawing closes. So head over there. That's freemusicgift.com and you can uh, get into the drawing there. But guys, um, we've covered a lot, and we're going to cover so much more. And I, I love that you stuck with me this this long. I normally do not go this long, and I'm sorry for going this long. Uh, you can expect these to be shorter, but I just I got on a little bit of a of a numbers rant, and it's important to be thinking about these things. So I hope that you find value in it. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to let you go. Until I see you next time, make art. Don't minimize your creativity. Don't undersell yourself. Don't box yourself into doing things the way that everyone else does it and you'll rock and you'll roll. All right, guys, I'll see you next time right here on Tim Talks.